the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Today's edition of the Spot Track Podcast is brought to you by The Athletic. Sports leagues inching closer and closer to our return. There's no better place to keep up with everything happening than The Athletic. Their newsroom delivers all access, reporting, and powerful stories you won't find anywhere else. Download the app, follow your favorite teams and leagues, and get personalized feed of great content built around you as the fan. There's no ads, no clickbait, just sports coverage that brings you closer to the heart of the game. Visit theathletic.com slash spot track for 40% off your first year subscription today. Good Wednesday. My name is Mike Giannetti. You probably heard a lot from me this week. We had some news, some big time financial news, as you might imagine. That's why we're here taking a break from a couple of radio spots to kind of get in here and dive into the $450 million man. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, obviously that's the contract everybody's talking about. It would be remiss if I didn't do a little piece here and break down in, in a little bit more degree. I know some of you watched the screencast I did on Facebook that kind of went through each element of the contract. I'll do a little bit of that here. My thoughts, uh, some of the questions I've been getting from across the country here, some of, some of them are really interesting and really piquing some good discussions, some good back and forth. So I'll make sure I get to some of that here as well. Um, here's the opening question. Is it enough? Is it enough? That's I've been asked that a few times. Maybe I haven't been asked that enough because it seemed, it sure, you know, the sticker shock was real. So I think a lot of people are just assuming that this was plenty for Patrick Mahomes. And that's fine. And I have to agree with that. I think at, at some point you just got to stop pushing the envelope and say, all right, this is obviously generational changing money for me as a person, for us as a family, for whatever your situation is at home. Um, is it enough in eight years? Is it enough in 10 years? Is it enough in 12 years? Will it even get to 12 years? Those are the big questions we can't answer right now. Uh, but what we do know is we're in a state of sports right now that is in flux financially. There's revenue being diluted everywhere, lost everywhere. Uh, you know, will we recoup some of this? Maybe some of these sports will. The NFL is one of those sports I'm confident in, at least in a couple of seasons. And they are saying all the right things in terms of the finances. They are speaking to keeping the salary cap where it is, maybe for a couple of years as a way to say, all right, let's temper this. Let's temper some of these signings. Let's let's rebound a little bit. You know, once we get fans back in seats, we can recoup some of this money. And then when the TV deals hit in 2022-23, you know, all will be right with the world from a financial standpoint. With that said, you also have to now drop in a $477 million contract. When you're when you see an offseason like we've had, we've had 45 days in between contract extensions. Um which is unprecedented. I mean, this is the summer is definitely the time when you keep your own, you work on a couple of contracts that may be expiring after this upcoming season, you restructure some guys, they lower some cap hits. All those things happen generally with every team throughout the summer. Even now where we'd, we'd be on this summer break leading up to training camp, we've seen none of it. I mean, it's been Christian McCaffrey and now Patrick Mahomes and, and a couple of smaller deals here and there, but this is really the big one. And it came out kind of no, kind of out of nowhere. I think a lot of us were set to the the fact that this was just going to have to wait until the COVID-19 situation had been resurrected. And, you know, we knew where we were from a revenue standpoint, but the chiefs went the other way and said, all right, we've got a situation here where everybody's thinking about money. They're conscious about the economy. They're conscious about job security. And, 
you know, it's extremely smart move by them to say, let's put the biggest offer we can possibly put together on a piece of paper and slide it over to him and slide it over to Lean Steinberg, his agent, and say, how is this going to work? I have to imagine there wasn't too much back and forth. Now, Lee Steinberg did a heck of a job here with what, what we've been referring to as these guarantee mechanisms. I'll explain those in a second. But there's no question that in the current situation we're in as an economy, as a country, and as a league in the NFL, that getting a piece of paper like this that says $477.6 million in the bottom of it is eye-popping for anybody. Even Mahomes, who knew what was coming, he knew the kind of numbers he'd been hearing now for months and months. He knew that $40 million plus was going to be where, he's, where he was going to be living soon. There were two years left in this rookie contract, uh, you know, a, a fourth year plus a fifth-year option, then a franchise tag certainly available to him. So this was not required, and this was not something they had to do. He was simply eligible to do it in terms of his three years past in the rookie contract. So first eligible year. And like I said, the Chiefs kind of took advantage of a stale situation here and a quiet offseason and said, what about this right here? Is this going to do it? Because we want you here forever. Will this do it? And I bet you there was a little bit of back and forth in terms of how the guarantees work. But when they got it all said and done, here we are. And let's get into the the structure of this contract just quickly. I don't want to go too deep because, like I said, there's a screencast on Facebook on our spot track page that really goes through every number and every element of it. But I'll give more of an opinion-based look at it here versus the the numerical breakdown, because I'm sure you've heard that now at nauseum over the past 48 hours. Uh, here's what we do know. And even if you've heard it before, it bears hearing again. The, the first three years of this contract almost don't even exist. That's how good of a job that the Chiefs did to make sure that nothing really happened financially from a cap standpoint until 2023. It's a three-year, $63 million start to this, which is also Teddy Bridgewater's contract in Carolina right now. Obviously, it's fully guaranteed. That's the mechanism that's fully guaranteed at the time of signing, $63 million over the next three years. The, the, the $140 million mark was being floated around early, and, and there was a point where I actually thought that was the fully guaranteed at signing. Not the case. $63 million is the fully guaranteed at signing. The 140, though, is very important. The 140 is the injury guarantee. So think Alex Smith with the Redskins. Um, You know, if Mahomes goes out there this year and something happens to him on the football field from an injury standpoint that really puts his career in jeopardy, the the Chiefs owe owe him 140 million, which is five years of this contract. That's a massive, massive injury guarantee for a player like this at this position who does move around a little bit. And oh, by the way, had a pretty decent injury last season that kept him out and had a lot of people raising their eyebrows as well. So it's not like he's, he's a, you know, bulletproof to this stuff, but 63 million is the full guarantees. Now One forty is the injury guarantee. Now, like I said, the cap barely moved. They increased $30,000 on the cap this year. They decreased $30,000 on the cap next year. So it's almost as if this contract doesn't exist from a cap standpoint over the next two seasons. So whatever, whatever they're looking to do with Chris Jones and that franchise tag, they can still do it because this contract did not affect that at all. It certainly affected cash. I mean, Mahomes is going to make almost $11 million this year and almost $23 million next year combined. So the, you know, there's certainly cash being handed out and that $63 million has to go into escrow as well because of the full guarantee on it. So, you know, from that side of it, from a cat, I can't speak to the cash 
of the Kansas City Chiefs front office right now, especially in the current situation we're in. But whether or not Chris Jones gets done seems like a Chris Jones problem, unfortunately, because now Mahomes is done. Really, all the other pieces of the puzzle are there. Sammy Watkins has restructured. Tyreek Hill has extended. They've drafted a running back that's going to keep that position cheap for four, at least maybe five years on a franchise tag. And, you know, Tyron Matthews is going to get a little expensive next year. So is Frank Clark. So there are some elements to that defense already that are pretty expensive. Which player is going to be expendable? I don't know if Chris Jones is the right answer. He is he is one of those players that you might, you just don't really get rid of, unfortunately. So I'd be shocked if they let this deadline pass in a week without him getting done. But this Mahomes contract, to get back to it, shouldn't affect the situation with Chris Jones one bit. It's going to be, can they hammer something out in the next seven days or not? This has no effect on it. We'll get to how this might affect other quarterbacks in a second, but let's keep talking about the numbers of this contract. So again, almost no cap cap shift over the next two seasons. Obviously, there's an increase in 2022, but that would have been a franchise tag. Dak Prescott's franchise tag this year is $31.45 million. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes' cap hit in 2022 is $31.45 million. That's probably not an accident. That's just how this all worked out. Um, you know, fully guaranteed salary, fully guaranteed roster bonus, fully guaranteed workout bonus. All of that's pretty much built in through the first three seasons. But if you're telling me in 2022, when, you know, hopefully the revenue for the, for the NFL is back in gear and things are, we're starting to see a little bit more normalcy from the financial side of it, $31 million at that point is going to be nothing in terms of the cap hits. We're, we've seen plenty of players go north of that this year. So, Three years, there's really nothing to worry about from the Chiefs' standpoint at all. Um, And then it gets crazy. Then it gets fun. Then all the cash payments are upper 30s, low 40s, and then they reach into the 50s. And there's a a bigger number we'll talk about in a second here. But again, you've heard it, probably heard it before. But the 63 million fully guaranteed up front is through 2022, and it is there's nothing they can do about it in terms of the Chiefs. It is locked in right now. Now let's talk about the guarantee mechanism that. Adam Schefter and plenty of these other experts were out there and made famous on Twitter. It took me a while to understand what they were talking about. Basically, it's the early vesting guarantee. It's the bane of the Los Angeles Rams existence right now is what it is. It's, it's giving Todd Gurley and Jared Goff roster bonus guarantees two years early or one year early or whatever they've done. And they had to deal with it with, in releasing Gurley this offseason, something that was not easy to do because his roster bonus was already guaranteed. That's certainly the case here. That, that's exactly what happened here with every single salary and every single roster bonus on the 12-year contract here, every single one. So like I said, we're already guaranteed through 2022, which is two years out for those 2022 bonuses. Guaranteed right now. Next March, in March of 2021, his 2023 salary and roster bonus and workout bonus, fully guaranteed. And that's pretty much how it works through three quarters of this contract. So whatever March it is, if you're in March of 2022, 2024s are going to become fully guaranteed. In 2023, 2025 is going to be fully guaranteed. That's the mechanism. That's the early vesting that we're talking about. Just keep in mind, take next March, for instance. Because it becomes fully guaranteed doesn't mean it's been paid to him. That's a completely different situation. My guess is, and I don't have the actual payment schedule, but my guess is if it guarantees the third day in March in 2021, 
it's paid on the third day in March in 2023. So, and that matters. That matters for trades. That matters for suspensions, lots of stuff. Um, just, just understand that when we're talking about the, the vesting of a bonus or a salary, it's just the guarantee that that hits. It's not the actual payment. He is not getting paid in advance two years. But it's still a ton of control, a ton of power. Okay, you've heard enough about that. You understand that. It's powerful. It's very, very powerful. Like I said, all the way down 12 years. In 2031, that base salary guarantees the mar- in March of 2031. But the $14 million roster bonus had already guaranteed a year prior to. There's really no easy out here. I mean, you're talking upwards of 50, 60, 90, 100, 113, $121 million of dead cap at any point in time throughout this contract. What I've done is I've added all these, these early vestings up. And if you look in the contract notes on Mahomes' page on Track, you'll see in parentheses what happens to the dead cap when this bonus vests or this salary becomes guarantees. They're big numbers. They're big, big, big dead cap numbers. And I know I've said it before, you know, no dead cap number is big enough to not get out of anymore because we've seen it all happen. It's going to be, it's going to be really fun if and when the Chiefs want to get out of this contract and Mahomes doesn't want to and doesn't want to restructure and the Chiefs have to move on at some point because, like I said, the numbers are crazy. I mean, we're talking, if they did a post-June 1st release on some of these things, you're talking about a split of like 40 and $45 million in some of these years if they want to get out of it. So it's powerful. It is a player-empowered contract, something the NFL has not seen before. It is the quarterback saying we are now important enough to reach to the NBA and to reach to baseball structure in terms of these long-term contracts. That's what we're looking at here. We're looking at a big-time baseball contract with the NBA's power behind it, the power of LeBron James or the power of, you know, the most important players in the NBA who have moved around. This thing has a full node trade clause. It's got early guarantees. They're essentially player options every single March. That's what we're talking about. And it's $477 million basically practically guaranteed. I know I've got $141 million on the site in terms of the total guarantees because that's how I'm treating the injury guarantee right now. That's what we're looking at. Five years is sort of built in with cap cash and injury. So I'm going to stop there from a practicality standpoint. But what I'm telling you flat out is, if Patrick Mahomes wants to play on this contract from 2025 to 2031, it's going to get done. He's going to play. So that makes it player options, which I would generally treat as a guarantee. I'm not doing it for database purposes, but I'm telling you right here, right now, I treat this as a $477 million practically guaranteed contract, which is unprecedented. It has completely moved the needle for elite contracts in the NFL. And I'm really happy to, he- to see it. I am not a big contract guy, a large contract guy. I cringe at the eight-year contracts that the NHL gives out. I, I cringed at Mike Trout's contract. I cringed at Bryce Harper's contract. Um, you know, no opt-outs. What, what are we doing here? What are we doing? How do you not give yourself a chance to get out of this thing? Technically, there's not an opt-out here either. So Mahomes is going to have to raise some stink if he wants out. He's going to have to get himself traded or he's going to have to get himself released, which would be a miracle with how this dead cap works. But he's going to have to really, really ha- show some power and, and carry some weight to get him out of here 
out of Kansas City if something goes wrong. And look, 12 years is an eternity. This is going to be three chapters of the Chiefs, really. I mean, you can understand why they built in the first three years the way they did because this is their contention window. This is the window that this current roster can kind of travel through together. So what happens after that? What happens in 2023 when Tyron Matthews gone or Frank, Frank Clark's gone and maybe Chris Jones is, has already been gone and, you know, the running backs have completely turned over. Just so much can happen over a three- to four-year period of the NFL right now. There's so many changes. If you're going to keep this guy here, you know what it's going to feel like soon? Aaron Rodgers. It's going to feel like Aaron Rodgers. But because it was signed so early, and a lot of people think recklessly, Aaron Rodgers has continually kept up with top dollar. You know, his three, four million dollar, three, four year extensions allowed him to keep pace with where the top quarterbacks were being paid. Some people think that's a detriment to the Packers. Some people think the Packers just chose not to get wide receivers and running backs with any kind of worth inside of that offense with Aaron Rodgers. But I'm worried that we get that to that point. I'm worried that, you know, one guy through six regimes of the Chiefs or whatever it's going to be. Is just going to feel like a man on an island at some point. But the contract isn't going to resemble Aaron Rodgers' situation if he stays in this contract. Because in 2026, I mean, the salary cap should be $250 million, $260 million. So you put a $41.95 million quarterback cap on that, that's going to be a value. It's going to be a value. There's really no way around it. If he's, a, if he's an above-average quarterback at age 30 in, in the year 2026 on, a, on an almost $42 million cap hit with where the league should be at that point, it should be of value. So the Chiefs should be able to rebuild this thing. Granted, they can do it right. You know, granted, they can bring in the right pieces. They're going to need all new wide receivers at that point. I mean, six, in six years, that's no more Tyreek Hill. That's no more any of these players. Um, so they're going to have to rebuild this entire thing around him, but he specifically, if he stays on this contract, should be of value, of cap value to them. It's, it's a risk that they've taken. And this is why I opened the show with, did he take enough? I'm going to answer it this way again, because I want you to have my, my understanding of it. Somebody walked into a room and put a piece of paper down and said, here's $477 million and it's yours if you want it. There's really nothing we can do to take it away from you outside of trading you to somebody else to continue to pay that as long as you want it. The structure of the contract is built for you. If you want to keep it and play out all 12 years and at 35 years old, finish out your contract with us, there'll be $477.6 million plus bonuses at your disposal. And when somebody does that, you say, you know what? I could probably get 50 million more trying real hard and maybe even looking like a jerk on Twitter if, assuming that kind of negotiation gets out, but he reduced the drama. He accepted the offer, you know, pretty much as is. We didn't hear too much back and forth at all, which is incredible. And now he's locked in. Now he's got not just financial stability, but he's got peace of mind. And we heard that so much after Bryce Harper signed with Philadelphia that yes, he was being offered shorter deals for, for more average annual value. And he could have made, you know, he could have got opt-outs. He could have got all those things built in. What he wanted was to play baseball. What he wanted was 13 years in a good franchise at a good, good number, a good price that, A, allowed the team to build around him still because the luxury tax works off the average salary. And, B, 
gives him a ton of money at the end of the day, which it does. I mean, he's making $330 million at the end of the day, plus endorsements. And oh, by the way, that's got to be a factor here too. So you take 477 with Patrick Mahomes. He's already the State Farm guy. He's already on, I believe, Campbell's. He's in a couple of spots already, and he just won the Super Bowl. So there's more coming. If he wins again, he's going to be even more marketable. He's in that kind of, of hemisphere right now, right? So it's 477 on the field, but you can probably double that off the field. You can probably get he, – he's a billion-dollar man right now is what he is with this contract and with the early success he's had, the marketability. I mean, this is one entity that is Patrick Mahomes. It's a brand, and this is just one side of it. This is a piece to the puzzle right now that is Patrick Mahomes. So, yes, he could have pushed back and forth. He could have waited a year and won another Super Bowl, and then what happens? Then what happens? Is it 600? Is it 650? Is it, is it 50 million a year? And that's the starting point, probably. But he didn't even bother. He said, let's reduce the drama. Let's eliminate the drama. This is plenty for me, myself, my agent, my family to get done. I have the control. I have the power. And oh, by the way, I'll be 35 when it's done. And if I'm not done, I can do it again in a couple of years or maybe a couple of one-year deals with a new team and make a little bit more coin if I need to. When the salary cap is, who knows, $300 million after 2030. Um, so I, I just have to, I understand it's fun to go back and forth and say, was this too much? Was this too long? You know, I threw a poll out there yesterday just to kind of gauge where, where Twitter might be on this. And it's pretty, it's pretty split. There was, there was quite a push for it being too long. There was quite a push for it being perfect. And I was happy to see that because to me, that's exactly what Mahomes looks at. He's he settled. He's settled in a really good spot with a ton of money, with no drama, with a team he clearly likes, with a coach he clearly likes, in a situation where he can win tomorrow. He, they are in winning contention tomorrow. He's probably not thinking too hard about 2030 or 2027 or 2026. But he now, he now knows he's got financial stability in all those years. So again, there's so much to peace of mind when you're an athlete and there's so much else to think about and work, and work with, you know, keeping your body in shape. Obviously, the health situation right now, it's just a lot going on. And like I said, maybe the Chiefs took advantage of the timing a little bit and the stale offseason we're having here and said, hey, let's shake up the room a little bit. Here's this offer. You know, we think this is enough to get it done. And clearly it was. I'm not going to knock the guy at all for taking this offer because he has power, control, and money here. What else can you ask for? And he can win. And he can win. So that's, that's my take. And the only other thing I want to point I want to make here is take a look on the website when you get a chance. Even if you've looked before at the contract, make sure you look at 2027 because 2027 is a whole lot of fun. There's a $10 million salary. Nothing big. There's a $49.4 million roster bonus and then a half a million dollar workout bonus. It's a $60 million pay year and cap it, by the way. So the cap and cash is, is the same at that point all the way through the deal. But $60 million in 2027, he'll be 31 years old. To me, that might be the dotted line underneath 2027. If after that payment, because you, you don't not play out $60 million, that's just, that's ludicrous. So eight years into the deal, there's a $60 million salary. He's going to play to that point. Um, and if he doesn't, he's going to take that and restructure it into a signing bonus and make it our new deal. But at, he's not going to forfeit that $60 million is my point. So after $60 million in 2028, maybe he starts thinking about ripping the deal up because the, you know, the cap and the cash after that is in, in a bad spot. He Maybe at that point he's really priced out in terms of where other quarterbacks are, other positions are being paid, et cetera. 
But that's the that's the dotted line for me is 2027 because age 31, 60 million being paid to him, that is something else. Cam Newton's 31, by the way. Cam Newton's making one point, well, 1.05 million, and then if he plays, he'll make a little bit more. But uh, you know, that's the difference. That's how fast you can fall off the mountain as a quarterback right now because of how these rookie contracts and these rookie quarterbacks are performing. Um, so again, stability, power, control, winning. That's what this contract's all about. It's huge. It's massive. It's 10 million more than any other contract in football history. He has now set the bar that nobody's going to surpass in the, in the current generation. I mean, it's going to take a couple of years before we get there. I would imagine. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I guess, has it, has a dwindling of hope. If he goes and wins the Super Bowl this year with Baltimore and he becomes contract eligible next year and, and you know, that team rode through him as much as the Chiefs rode through Patrick Mahomes, maybe we're talking about the next man up, maybe, but I would be surprised. I really think he's going to be on an, on an island now, quite a far, far away from everybody else. And, you know, the Prescotts and the Watsons and the Allens and the Baker Mayfield, maybe, they're going to they're gonna push up a little bit, but it's not going to be close. It's going to be a situation where, this is an anomaly contract of length and of annual salary. And it's going to take a bit before we get even really near that. So anyone who's worried about being priced out, I'm not there yet we, because of the, the big gap that we just took. We just saw a similar gap with Laramie Tunzel and that left, left tackle contract at $22 million a year. You know, that happened not because of winning, but because of, of trade value. The Houston Texans gave up so much to get him in the door, knowing they had to pay him that when you go and sit down in a room with him and his agent, <laughs> actually there was no agent. He was the agent. So self-represented $22 million a year. Um, what are we even talking about? He gave up two first and players and all that stuff just to get me in the door. Here's my number. So that's, that's what we had here with, with Mahomes, of course. We all knew the number. And I heard a lot of 50s and I heard a lot of 40s and I did a lot of mocks of 50s and I did a lot of mocks of 40s and the Chiefs basically came to the door and said, here's 45. That's just... Let's just stop right here. Let's split the difference and you tell us how long it has to be and we'll go from there. So I ought to be a fly on the wall in that actual negotiation room. But, um, you know, I don't think I'm too far off here with how this works because it doesn't seem like there was much drama involved. Keeping the drama out of this was probably one of the priorities and kudos to them for getting this done when they did. Today's Spot Trek podcast is also brought to you by the Hip Parade Collection. Have you ever wanted to take a shot at getting a $12,000 Michael Jordan rookie card or a $1,600 autographed Tom Brady helmet for a fraction of those prices? Hip Parade is the premier authentic autographed sports memorabilia mystery box manufacturer in the country. Take a shot at getting an autographed item from the biggest names in the game, Jordan, Brady, Zion Williamson, Mike Trout, and plenty more. Get your box today at Hip Parade's exclusive online provider, dacardworld.com. No one has more hits than Hip Parade. Today's show is also brought to you by Dynasty Owner. Do you think you're smarter than the NFL GMs? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Here is your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office and the business side of owning an NFL franchise. Build a roster of players using their actual NFL contracts and salaries. Can you build a winner while staying under the salary cap? Visit DynastyOwner.com and join a league today. In cash prizes, compete in the chase for the ring, Tell them Trek sent you and you'll get an extra bonus after joining your league. Once again, that's DynastyOwner.com and we'll be happy to join you there. We'll be there this year. Uh, again, DynastyOwner.com. Okay, I want to wrap up the show today with trickle-down effect. No, not politics, not economy. 
uh, NFL politics, I guess, right? How is this contract from Patrick Mahomes going to trickle down to other quarterbacks, to other contracts in the league? How is this going to affect anything or will it at all? I've been asked that question maybe a half dozen times in the past couple of hours here. So I'm going to give you the answer I've been giving everybody else, which is it will and it won't. It will and it won't. Um, like I'm, I've already mentioned here in the open, I don't see anybody passing $45 million relatively soon. Like I said, Lamar Jackson's got an outside chance right now because of the kind of player, the dynamic player that he is and the kind of stats he's able to put up. Um, but winning matters, of course. You know, he's, an, he's got the MVP just like Patrick Mahomes did and then Mahomes went and won the Super Bowl the next year. If Baltimore can do that, then of course we're going to be looking at the Mahomes contract as the, the kingpin, the one that everybody wants to go and get. So it's going to take a miraculous couple of seasons from somebody to do that. Lamar Jackson probably has half of that puzzle and he's got to complete the puzzle next season with a, a Super Bowl, in my opinion, or maybe a back-to-back MVP season at least. Um, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. We've been on the record here and it's been pretty well known. Dak Prescott doesn't want a five-year contract. So he definitely doesn't want a 12-year contract. Okay. And they're not going to guarantee him a 12-year contract. So it's not even a discussion to have here. Look, what we need for Dak Prescott right now is one of two things. Dak Prescott needs to sit down and say, all right, I've just learned about this guarantee mechanism, right? We saw it with the Rams. This is a thing now with Mahomes. I need, to, I need to make it harder on you, the Cowboys, to get rid of me whenever you want to, okay? And I understand that the reason the Cowboys want the fifth year is they want to add fluff. They want to add the headline. They want to put in a couple of funny numbers that look good to everybody, but in the grand scheme of things, when that TV money hits, it's not going to be worth a damn to Dak Prescott. That's what, that's what the Dallas Cowboys want to do. They want to spread out the bonuses, they want to offer more than one bonus in this contract, a signing bonus and an option bonus like they did with Ezekiel Elliott. And they want to be able to spread it out, build the headline, add in the fluff and go from there. And Dak Prescott basically says, I don't want the fluff. I want three years of impactful guaranteed dollars and I'll go to four if you can make it worth my time. Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. Here's how you get him to take five years. You guarantee it in year three. You do the same thing that Jared, Jared Goff got, even Todd Gurley got. You guarantee a a roster bonus in year five inside of year three. So that's the mechanism. That's the mechanism that Mahomes has done here. That's what needs to trickle down. Okay. Mahomes just got a 12 year practically guaranteed contract. Kirk Cousins got a three year fully guaranteed contract and he backed it up with a two year fully guaranteed extension. That happened. That's real life. It happened. So if you're telling me Dak Prescott's not as good as Patrick Mahomes, is he as good as Kirk Cousins? Because I think those two players are very, very similar statistically and, and from a winning standpoint. I think there's a, they're a carbon copy of each other. So if Kirk Cousins can walk into free agency and get three years guaranteed, then Dak Prescott should be absolutely pushing for that right there. And if Dallas wants to go five, you can say, sure, I'll go to five, but you're going to guarantee five in year three so that I know I've got stability. I know they're going to try to price me out if I'm Dak Prescott. They're going to try to price me out year four, year five immediately, especially when that cap is going to rise. You can either let it happen and take the money and understand you're going to have the control to get out of it when you want to, or you don't. Here's what happens if you don't. And it's really not a bad plan B. And it's looking like maybe this is where we're going. He's got a $31.4 million franchise tag right now that he has signed. It's his. It's guaranteed if he wants it. He's not going to hold on on that. It's signed. If he does it again next year, okay, if he plays all 2020, Dallas slaps a tag on him again. We're talking about two years, $69 million. That's what we're talking about. And it may be even more. If the, if the, cap, if the franchise tag for the quarterback 
exceeds $34.5 million or whatever, $37 million, $37.2 million, Dak will get whatever that higher number is. It's the higher of 120% of this year's franchise tag or whatever the franchise tag is next year. So there's a chance it's more than that. But he's going to, it's at least $69 million over the next two seasons. It's not a bad payday. That's not a bad way to be a Dallas Cowboys quarterback right now. I understand the injury risk, but then it's 2021 and the offseason leading up to 2022 when revenue should be rebounding. TV contracts are about to be signed. You're in a really good situation with yourself. Then you go sign that contract. And whether it's with Dallas or with somebody else, you go and get that contract done on the cusp of the TV money, on the cusp of a rebound in revenue for the league when, when it's a much stronger situation. I'm, I'm going to give the same advice to Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold, who are going to be eligible after the 2020 season for an extension. Let your fifth-year option play out. You're going to get yourself 24 to $26 million. Get yourself a franchise tag if they don't give you a contract that you're absolutely in love with. Play it out. That's, it's big, big coin. It's going to be upwards of $40 million at that point. Play it out. And then let the, let the TV money trickle on down build up that salary cap and whether you're staying with your current team or you're walking into free agency, then you get it done. Then you get it done. Then you do a, a deal that is a, you know, a mini version of Patrick Mahomes, build in your guarantee mechanisms, get your guarantees early. Don't just, don't we have a, a March guarantee. Okay. Don't let them give you the option of getting rid of you three months before training camp. Don't do that. Don't make it, have it be done a year early. This is the most important position in sports. It's almost unarguable at this point. It's the most important position. And Patrick Mahomes just showed you what kind of power you can have if you're good at this position. He's great. He's, he's outstanding at this position. He's the best in the league right now. That is arguable, but he's the best in the league in my opinion. So this is what that looks like. We now have numbers <laughs> to bear out what that looks like. So now it's time to build the second tier. And what I'm telling you is don't rush into it. Don't just go and take the next best thing because it's there for you. Deshaun Watson's going to get a good contract. I'm really not worried about him. Bill O'Brien has now shown he will pay the right positions if the player fits the model. Deshaun Watson's a fit for his offense. It's going to work. I do think that he gets paid. He'll probably be a $40 million man. He'll be just happy with what he's got, and he's got some new toys to play with as well. So I'm going to leave him out of this conversation. But the back and forth with Dak and this franchise tag, I'm not really worried about him. Because $70 million over the next two seasons on a couple of tags, that's a pretty nice plan B to be in. And oh, by the way, it, it, it takes you right to the bigger money, right? Right to the bigger money, which is where Mahomes' contract kicks in anyway. So, you know, I, I think about the Patrick Mahomes contract as being two different contracts. The next three years are kind of like the bridge. And then after that, the, the last nine are, of course, the big time extension. That's essentially how the Major League Baseball contract works. When you get a guy signed in early, you buy out his arbitration years at cheap, at cheap salaries, and then, you, and then you take him into free agency with higher price salaries. That's exactly the structure. You can call it backloading it, but that's just how it would work. If he's, gonna, if he's only able to make X dollars through arbitration, then why would, you have, why would you go way, way higher than that in any kind of extension when you know you could just go a little bit higher to make him happy and then build in the, the money into the later years in, when he's age 26, age 27, age 28, and so forth? That's essentially what's happened here. They've paid him, you know, tender money <laughs> over the next three years, an option, basically his fifth year option all over again, a real small salary this year with a little bonus this year. It's 11 million this year, like I said. 
you know, they slow played a, a gap contract over the next three years, and then the big boy extension kicks in in 2023. Dak Prescott can basically do that with a couple of franchise tags. I understand there's no multi-year guarantee, and that's the risk you take, but he's been pretty darn durable and pretty darn consistent. So, I, again, I look to a player like that, and I say plan B is pretty darn good. And I look to a player like Josh Allen, who, you know, may take the Bills to the next level this year and will be – in this conversation next offseason, if, if he has another great year and the Bills step forward, he's going to be the guy we talk about maybe in, in unison with Lamar Jackson for big-time money. Um, and I'm trying to get that conversation out there now that he doesn't have to rush into it, just doesn't have to do it. You know, the Bills aren't going to be thrilled to pay him. They're not thrilled to pay anybody right now. So let the NFL kind of catch up with itself. Let the franchise tags do their job especially at this position where they're so high value from a cost standpoint, take the money, play some football and settle into a situation that works better for you from a long-term standpoint in terms of the, mo- the money and the, and the finances. And don't, don't just jump and think that Patrick Mahomes contract has to be the, the next thing we all attain to because 12 years isn't a good deal for, for most people. It's just not, it's good for some situations. And like I said, there's two contracts built into it together. Uh, but I don't think that's a good situation for the Cowboys at all. I think that Cowboys team is going to be ripped up in three years, completely ripped up. So slow play it. Give, give yourself some time, make some good coin, play some good football. And when, the, when it's right and the contract in front of you is right and is in, in line with where the NFL's money is going because it's going to get rich quick, make sure whatever you sign affects that, reflects that, and then you'll be good to go. Okay, that's it. My thanks to The Athletic. Visit theathletic.com slash track for 40% off. Visit dynastyowner.com. Get yourself a fantasy football team. We're uh, two weeks out from training camp here. So get yourself ready. Those rosters will be coming down to 53 before you know it. Visit dacardwell.com. Get yourself a mystery memorabilia box. We're really happy to be partnering with them. I'm going to check some more of that baseball stuff out this week. My name is Mike Giannetti. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Track Podcast. 